Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. An Elio's original. Oh. <laughs> Hello again and welcome to Web Crawlers Mini Episodes. These episodes are smaller than our bigger episodes, hence the name Mini. Um today we are going to do a little mailbag episode where we are going to read your DMs, your emails, and read your reviews and play your voicemails. And we actually, um, we don't usually do mailbag episodes, but we have so many emails um, and voicemails that we just decided to uh, dedicate and whole a whole episode to it. First things first is a message from Nicole C, as well as a five-star review from her. Yes. Um, the, the message says, uh, it's from Nicole, I listened to the daily episode of Web Crawlers and the length of the episode decides how long I walk my dog for. That's good to wow, know. Wow, we're controlling people's lives. Yes. Um, it's like it's like they're our sims. <laughs> they are you are our sim, Nicole. Um, oh, as I've mentioned, my dog. My boyfriend and I rehomed her in January, and for a while she would not want to go out for evening walk before bed. We tried treats, etc. Nothing would work. So one evening after listening to the original episode where you mentioned puck wedgies, I decided to... I think she adopted her. In, I think my boyfriend and I adopted her in January. Yeah. Not rehomed her, right? Oh, rehomed re-homed her. Is, or maybe she like stayed with some friends for a while. I don't know. Okay. Stay with me. Won't you stay, stay with me? Is that you too? Is that Bono? No, that's when Sam Smith. Oh, 
I don't listen. Okay. And, I just, <laughs> and it's Tom Petty. <laughs> I decided to make Maria's Puckwudgie voice and speak to her like that. Amazingly, this works. So now whenever she's being stubborn, my boyfriend and I have to be Puckwudgies uh, to her. That's cute. Hey, stop doing what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, stop doing what you're doing. <laughs> That's bad job right there. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> Say that one more time so we can isolate it. That's bad dog right there. Oh, it gives me chills. I want to play that all the time. Anytime we talk about a murderer, I want to insert that Maria and Puck 1D voice. And, oh, that's a bad dog right there. That's bad dog right there. <laughs> um, and here's her review. Boyoing uh favorite <laughs> podcast by far, perfect mix of crime stories, phenomenon, and puck wedgies. I binge listen to the entire series from January to March. So glad there are daily shows now as I was struggling waiting a week, plus mini episodes between podcasts. Allie, Melissa, Maria, uh, you three are absolutely hilarious. Keep up the good work. Bye. That's nice. But thank you. Thank you. Um, Melissa, what does Elise have to say? Another message. Elise says, I'm listening to your story about urban legends, and I just heard about Cuba Road and White Cemetery in Barrington, Illinois. I've been there, and Cuba Road (gasps) White Cemetery is so scary. There's also another cemetery in nearby Crystal Lake, a.k.a. my hometown. Isn't that where... Yeah. Isn't Crystal Lake where... um, Jason. Jason? Yeah. Freddie? Jason? Jason. Jason. Called Mount... Tabor. I went there with my best friend once in high school with my brand new camcorder. Cool. This was before cell phones had video. I'm 30 fucking years old on my dinosaur. Oh, girl, you are not a dinosaur. Yeah, girl. Enjoy. (laughs) And the camcorder fully charged died at the cemetery and never turned back on. I always wondered what that camera captured, but I guess we'll never know. Pretty spooky if you ask me. Yeah. Love your podcast. Please keep it up. You're keeping me sane in between working full time and keeping out any way I can and all of this mess in my spare time. Seriously, fuck racism. Thank you, ladies. P.S. I am now on the Amelia Earhart episode and I did a biography project on her in third grade. I had to dress up like her for the presentation. So I wore my leather jacket for days on end (laughs) to wear it in. And I even wore one of those little aviation helmet things. She is so rad. She's my hero. Fantasy Coven member. Thanks again. That's amazing. That's so cute. Someone actually DM'd me uh, privately. um, And I think we've actually talked about this before. Her name is um, Bonnie. Hey, girl. Hey, I heard your question redoing an EVP at home. I have an app called Sleep Talk. And I think we talked about this during the paralysis episodes. Sleep Talk. That I downloaded to see if I snore. I do, like a freight train. It is noise activated, so it only records if a a sound occurs. My house is about 100 years old, and I keep meaning to leave my phone in my attic or basement overnight with the app going, but I'm too scared to see what it might pick up. Super easy way to try to do EVP yourself. Love you. Love the show. And then she did the... um, the link for it. So if if that's something you're interested in too, then uh, get get the sleep talk sleep talk app because that that seems like a good choice as well. Yeah, I've been I stopped using it because it would always just pick up helicopters, <laughs> like yeah. for hours of helicopters. <laughs> Remember when that famous person we don't know sent me his his sleep talk re- recordings? Yes, and it was just him saying the word like potato. Uh, yes. <laughs> 
I don't know if I still have those. We should play those again at some point. So we have some emails too. What do our emails say? Um, this one is from Matt. Said the subject is my iPod teleported across my room. <sighs> it says, hey, Allie, Melissa, and Maria. I discovered the show last week via PFT and I love it. Superior version of the My Favorite Murder format, in my opinion. Anyway. Hell yeah, baby. We wanted to share a quick freaky story as it's the only time something like this has happened to me. I was laying in bed with a girlfriend at the time and one of us knocked our iPod touch off the bed. We heard the very distinct singular thud of flat metal hitting wood. My ex leaned over to grab it, but since it was pitch black, had a hard time finding it. We both ended up searching for it. And when we turned on the lights, it was nowhere near the bed on the floor, but it was in her backpack across the room. Our phones were on the bed. Weird. Keep up the great work. It's been a delight. Best Matt. So they heard the iPod fall, but then it ended up across the room on her backpack. I actually honestly have a similar story to this, (gasps) and I'm not kidding. So the other day... Every day, but I'm, this is why I'm a little bit confused. So it could, it could, there's an, there's two explanations. So every day at night, every day at night, every every night I come into my, I come into my bedroom to go to bed and I bring my laptop and my cell phone and I plop them on my bed because I, I I don't immediately go to bed. I like use them and then I go into my bathroom to like brush my teeth and pee and everything like that. And then I go into my bed and my laptop's there and my phone is like not there and I'm super, super confused. And then I am like looking everywhere. I go back in the living room and I'm like, did I leave my phone in the living room? Like, where is it? I like check all around my room. I can't find it. Then I walk back in and my phone is on my dog's dog bed. What? I just is that is it barking? (laughs) (laughs) Does it have legs and a tail? (laughs) And I just don't think, okay, my dog is like a six pound like chihuahua thing. I just, I feel like, I mean, maybe it can. So that's why I'm saying there's multiple. It either glitched glitched to another location or my dog picked it up and moved it to the dog. Bed. Are there That's teeth crazy. marks on your phone? Yeah, was it wet <laughs> or was it have any slobber on it? No, there's no, but no, but my dog has a very dry mouth. Dry mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I know right, that it's from all the time I spend then. in there. Debunked. Um, so I don't know. That's just a. That's just something I'm throwing out there too. Interesting. What's this one from Sherry? Okay. My Sherry Amore. The subject is simulation glitch, question mark. Uh Uh-oh. Where did his phone end up? Hey, gang. (laughs) My friend Allie and I. Hmm. That's my name. Another Allie. Weird. I don't. Both worked together at a large. Debunked. Debunked. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like a stamp debunked <laughs> my friend Allie and I birth- both work together at a large pharmacy chain oh boy I'm thinking <laughs> oh my god what just happened what what happened are you okay was- so I was shaking my thing my shaking my drink and my my underarm jiggled oh. a lot oh no and so I was like I was like whoa that's crazy but I only shook it a little bit, so then I decided to shake it more so I could look in the Zoom to see how much my under <laughs> But then I realized my cap wasn't on all the way, so then juice just spilled everywhere. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> Don't you wish you could go back in time sometimes? 
and just not do what you just did <laughs> and yeah. not be myself. <laughs> you yeah. know, sometimes I'll spill something and I'll just I'll get I'll get so depressed in the moment because I'll go, oh, if I could only go back like ten seconds and not do that, then I wouldn't have to clean it up. That happened to me a week ago. I spilled this whole lemonade that I got from like John and Vinny's, and that's like my favorite lemonade. It was just a bit, and I spilled it, and I was like, Aww. "This is just this is." Did the you cry? Worst. I, I almost cried, did. Maybe. I was so I was so sad. No use crying over spilled lemonade. <laughs> exactly. Well, they say when you spill lemonade, you make lemons. Make lemons. Yeah, make life out of spilled. Anyway, my friend Allie and I both work together at a large pharmacy chain, CVS, CVS, Walgreens, Rite Aid. She's obsessed with a simulation glitch episode, and that's all we've been discussing the last few days. Obviously, we had to write in after today's event. The chain we work for frequently sends out emails to customers. Oh, Walgreens. Yeah, today they sent out one that had a link for a coronavirus symptom checker that allows for patients to see if they have allergies, a cold, a flu. Ooh, I'd love to get that email. That's like right on my alley. I love a chart that I follow to tell me what was wrong. <laughs> yeah, I love a chart. One of our regular seniors came in today and was freaked out. She showed us her phone in today's email. When she clicked on the link for the symptom checker, it took her to a newspaper clipping instead the newspaper clipping was her father's obituary from 1987. No, I don't <laughs> she had never seen That's the obituary and her name has changed since it was published. So there was no reason for it to link to her. She tried doing it a few different times with the same result. When I did it from my phone, it was a symptom checker like it was intended. Clearly, the only logical explanation was a glitch in the simulation. Sherry. That's what? That's really, weird. that's really weird. How does that even? And you can't read obituaries usually from newspapers without a subscription. So that's even weirder <laughs> that it allowed her to do that. Right. That's like a weird story to make up. Like you'd have to be like really creative to make no, that up. No, you'd have to be a psycho to make it up, Allie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to be really insane to make up the story. So that's yeah. why I believe it because it's too weird. Why would you make this up? Why? That's it's not really made up. Scary. It's real. It's real. That's really scary. Thank you, Sherry, for your real story. <sighs> yeah. Oh, wow. I love this next one. Do you want to read this or do you not have your No, I want you to read it. <laughs> okay. This is, a, this is a great one. This is from Yellow Lovely. It says, hey, guys. I just wanted to say that I love the podcast and I just listened to the corporate cult episode and you guys started talking about Papa Roach. And I thought that was cool because my mom is friends with them. But anyway, I have a story to share. Hold on. <laughs> I'm sorry. Could you elaborate on how your mom is friends with them? That's so crazy. By the way, if your mom, how old is Papa Roach? They're they like, seemed so much younger than I thought they were, unless that was an old picture of they them. They formed in 93. Oh. So, so they're, for, they're in their 40s or 50s now. And why were we talking about Papa Roach on that? Why, why aren't we always talking about pieces. Papa Roach? I, I think. Well, yeah. That's a good question. I don't remember why we were. But anyway. Wow. If you Google how old is Papa, it just comes up. How old is Peppa Pig? How old is Papa Roach? Oh, my God. You guys. I just typed in how old is Papa Roach and my own obituary came up. (laughs) Maria. (laughs) Yes, it did. For the year 3000. 
Wait. It says January 1st, 3000, Rayable Suchi dies by the hand of a robot. Yes, wow. it does. It says I was stabbed in the stabbed in the heart. Well, by my robot friend. I mean, oh my God, only a psycho would make up a story like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> says, I mean, that's true. Maria's best friend was robot AI five nine three two. Things turned south on Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> January first, three thousand is a Wednesday. Uh, I just looked in the we calendar. We need to double check that. <laughs> I guess I, I guess I make friends with some sort of robot, and then I was things turn south, and then he he or she kills me <laughs> on 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 Wednesday in the year three thousand. Well, but no, it would have been it would have been two thousand two thousand twenty nine nine. Wait, twenty nine ninety nine. No, because New Year's isn't isn't New Year's December thirty first at midnight. But I I die on January first three thousand. Right. Okay. So, hmm. And why am I still alive? This is crazy. I, yeah. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Hands. I stabbed in the heart by a robot. Hmm. Wow. That's wow. That's pretty. How do you feel after finding that right now? I actually feel pretty. I think it's actually kind of comforting. Cool. Aren't there those websites where you can put in like your info and then it'll tell you the day you'll die? Well, a- apparently it's if you type in Papa Roach's <laughs> age. <laughs> it all diverts to your own obituary. <laughs> Don't. It's like like watching the ring video. Don't ever Google Papa yeah. Roach age. It'll take you to your own obituary. Yeah, careful. That's actually, that's like a really funny just like, horror movie idea that i'm sure some weird ass like would would actually buy yeah let's pitch it baby martin i have an idea (laughs) (laughs) what was i doing okay this email we're podcasting uh but anyway i have a story to share so i live in michigan in the metro detroit area and the middle school that i went to the past few years had a ghost that we have all named judy We don't know her actual name, but we believe that she is a girl because she haunts the girl's bathroom and the hallway that it's in. The lights in the choir room, band room, and auditorium constantly flicker, and the spotlights and speakers in the auditorium turn on and off sometimes. One time, the choir kids, myself included, were practicing for our show on the stage when the spots turned on on their own. For a while, we all thought this was just bad wiring in the hallway or something until I went to the bathroom during choir And when I went to leave, the door was locked. The only people that could have locked the doors were teachers and custodians. I started banging on the door for someone to come help me. And the stall door started swinging open and all the lights went out. I had to call one of my friends to come get me out. She opened the door easily and said there was no way I could have been locked. Nobody believed me. And then a few months later, it happened again and I got it on video. What? I would send it, but I deleted it last year thinking I wouldn't need it. You need a video of You ghosts. always need that. You always need that. Blah, blah, blah. Needless to say, after those incidents, everyone tries to stay out of that bathroom. Wow, I would too. Well, maybe you're haunted by the fact that your mom is friends with Papa Roach. That mm. is very haunting. Melissa, check your text. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Is it your obituary? No. <laughs> I mean, we just checked, Maria checked the calendar for, for January, January 3000. 3000. It's a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday. Everything's checking out. January 1st, the year 3000, 
is a Wednesday. And that's I'm the day I die. I'll put it in my Google calendar. I'll put it in my Google calendar. I die. Maria dies. So our next email is from either is from Cy Morley. Um, Hi, babes. I feel like every episode lately has made me want to email you, but my ADHD ass can never remember to actually do things. So here are the few thing, a few thoughts I remember for now. I'm pretty sure in the fast food episode, y'all start talking about Oreo McFlurries, and I have had a craving for them ever since that I have blamed on you. Finally had one the other day, and it is every bit as good as I remembered. So good. Oh my God, that sounds so, so good. good right now. So good. So hot out. Um, the story from today's episode about the guy who got into a fight with his girlfriend and then his real gay f- girlfriend came up behind him after the girl he fought with left. I thought it sounded familiar, and it's because they interviewed that guy on a podcast called uh, Radio Rental. Well, yeah. It's super cool, people telling their own experiences with the paranormal ghost killers, but the audio editing makes it so spooky. Highly recommend. You girls will love it. I mentioned that in the episode. I said, I said this story's from Radio Rental. <laughs> oh, I didn't, even hear, I didn't even hear you say that. No cool. one listens. No one listens uh, to next me thing. Um, You did an episode. People only listen to me because my voice is so horrible. Uh, you <laughs> can go to re- You can go to Reddit for more info on that. Uh, three, you did an episode on the Annabelle doll recently, and I have a related story. When I was a kid, my mom's friends would bring over boxes of books and clothes and swap stuff. I was also a huge reader, having read pretty much every book in the house, including my mom's collection of true crime books that I definitely definitely should not have been reading that young by the time I was 12. So I remember this one specific instance that my mom's best friend brought over a a box of books and my mom gave me first dibs. This is how I got a hold of a book called Annabelle by Mm. Ruby Jean Jensen. The front cover features a porcelain doll of which I own several thanks to my grandmother's hanging from a noose. What? It's about a girl named Jessica who finds a doll in an abandoned house near hers and the doll starts killing anyone who she thinks is going to keep Jessica from her. I reread this book a ton and remember it being a well-written <gasps> horror novel. Oh. Unfortunately, oh my God, I'm looking at the cover right now. I'll, I'll put it as my I'll put it as my background so you guys can see the horror. Unfortunately, it was lent out to someone at some point and I eventually lost it. That's crazy. When the movie came out, I just assumed it was based on the book, but it's not. I'm not sure how there isn't some sort of plagiarism involved, but also I'm not a lawyer. I want nothing more than to be reunited with a copy of this book. I bet you soon you'll be at a a used bookstore and find it. Ew, I hate that. That's so creepy. You can't see the noose real well, but... But it's been out of print for years and copies are worth like $200. I still keep an eye out at thrift stores, but I've never seen a copy in the wild. I'm sure, I, I'm sure I'll think of plenty more stories that I want to share with you girls. So you'll hear from me again. Shout out to Melissa because I'm from a small town near Kalamazoo and went to Western. Ooh. So I love hearing familiar references and a Michigan accent. I still have a Michigan I feel like I do. When I sometimes am editing this podcast, I'll hear myself and I'm like, oh, God. Like my A's are like A. <laughs> really? Yeah. It really what I I feel like when I'm talking quickly, it really comes out. I can't get rid of I it. Notice. Okay, so I'm curious though. Um, let's see here. So the Annabelle, this happened in nineteen sixty eight, the Annabelle thing. The, the, right, the right. haunting. The haunting. Right. The haunting happened in, in nineteen sixty eight. So when did this book come out? Annabelle. Um, or the book was written. Allie, I found your um your memoir 1987 
Okay, so then she, the, so then she obviously was inspired by the real life right. event and wrote a book. Is that your memoir, Allie? That I just texted. God. <laughs> <laughs> Wait and see. That actually is really good. A skeleton, a skeleton woman chained up um, with beautiful red hair. Yeah. And, you know what's um, weird about ho- that? Holding some sort of sword and it's um she unlocked knife. death's chains and released unimaginable horror <laughs> the ali siegel story wow. <laughs> i just i just ordered red red hair dye oh no you didn't really yeah because I'm so well that's bored. then that is you that i know i know that's just weird that that she has red hair and i literally just ordered like red overtone it was it's called ginger Ooh. I'm loving these book covers. I, I would love to get into Ruby Jean Jensen. Old book covers are so cool, especially like old thrillers and old yeah. sci-fi. They're like really gorgeous. Okay, while you guys are looking at those, I'm going to read another. This is from DC. Hey there, web crawlers gang. Long time listener, first time emailer here. Just wanted to drop you a note to say how much I enjoy the show. Listening to the episode with Paul F. Tompkins last night, I had to wonder, do any podcasts have as much laughter per show as yours? No. <laughs> no. By the way, I was born in La Jolla, so there's a chance I might know Maria's best friend Susan. <laughs> well, she's not from La Jolla. That's the thing. So her, I don't her know. last name is oh, La Jolla. Really? Oh, her that's last, just her name last name was just La Jolla. Oh, got it. Okay. Uh, keep up the good work and thanks for all the laughs, Yon Dave. Thank you, Yon Dave. This is from Liz. Subject is another creepy triangle of death story and assassins. Whoa. First of all, love the show. You gals always keep me laughing. My sister introduced me to your show last summer and we're your biggest fans. Wow. Also wow. wanted to say thanks for the awesome cameo you made her for her birthday. She loved it. I just recently let like three cameos expire. Sorry. It's just like there's stuff happening in the world right now. I didn't want to be like, hey. You oh, know, yeah. Like, we did have stupid. a cameo. Yeah. And also like we're Yeah, still- but you're letting people down. Well, I know. We'll redo them at another time. Sorry. Uh, we love Craig's segments so much, especially because we're from Northern Illinois and live in Chicago. I'm a little freaked wow. out, though, after the episode of him talking about how Milwaukee to Chicago to Rockford makes up the triangle of death where I grew mm-hmm. up and live. Although Rockford is definitely considered the armpit of Illinois and is trash. So no surprises there. <laughs> I did a little no. digging after listening to the Urban Legends episode about one I vaguely remembered from when I was a kid. It turns out this there is this old abandoned motel not far from where I grew up that I always thought was creepy driving past it all the time. And in grade school, we all came up with creepy stories about it. So when I just Googled it, I found out that the owner murdered and dismembered one of the residents over a bad drug deal. And his head, arms, and legs were found in a forest in my very small hometown a few years ago after his torso had been discovered in a shallow grave. It's called the Serengeti Lodge now but was previously called the bohemia restaurant and motel so creepy thanks for the nightmare fuel craig also marissa i mean melissa loved your story about the water gun game we had a similar game in high school called assassins and i ended up winning because i was not popular so no one knew where i lived (laughs) oh my god (laughs) i won 300 dollars and wrote my college entrance essay about it so it pays to be unpopular kids Keep up the great wow. sleuthing and honk honk. Love Liz. <laughs> yes, yes, Liz. Honk honk. Take advantage of being unpopular. You can win three hundred dollars. 
There is no better indicator to success than being unpopular. Truly. It's a direct I was very unpopular. Look at me now. <laughs> Look at me now, baby. <laughs> um, living at my parents' house. Um, what about uh, what about Kayla? We have one from Kayla. Kayla. Subject is sibling senses. Hi, ladies. I was listening to the glitches and simulations episode when I heard Allie's story of her brother sensing she was in trouble when she had a bloody nose. I have a similar story to share. My younger sister and I are about three years apart and have a close relationship. One afternoon, a few years back when we were still teens, she left to do a routine dog sitting job. Not long after she left, I started to get a bad feeling, so I called her cell, but she didn't answer. I called the number of the house she was dog sitting at. No answer. My mom wasn't concerned, but I was worried enough to drive to the house to check on her. Once I got there, I heard someone calling my name from the backyard. It was my sister, and she had somehow locked herself out of the house, leaving her phone and her keys inside. It was the middle of summer in Louisiana, so it was super hot and humid outside, and the small older dogs were getting heat fatigue. My sister said she was thinking as hard as she could, Kayla, come help me, over and over. When I showed up (gasps) with a spare key, sibling sorcery is totally a thing. Can't convince me otherwise. Anyways, love the podcast. You make me laugh super hard. Hope we hear more of Maria's Bigfoot dick jokes in the future. Boy, oh, 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 and Kayla. That's honk, honk. crazy. That's bonkers. I That's totally scary. believe in like sibling connections and like twin stuff. That stuff is. That's why twins are so scary. Yes. Um, <laughs> the next email we have is from Anna. Hi, ladies. It's me again. I was thinking about some urban legends and thought about one in my state of Wisconsin. The Rhine, the Rhinelander Hodag was created by a prankster, Eugene Simeon Shepard. He was a lumberjack in northern Wisconsin and was looking for a way to make money when the lumber industry was scarce. We should think of a way to make uh, money through a prank when the podcast industry is scarce. He wrote an yes. article in the local paper about the Hodag <laughs> and described it as the head of a frog, the grinning face of a giant elephant, Thick, short legs set off by huge claws, the back of a dinosaur, and a long tail with spears at the end. Then, in 1896, he said that he captured a live hodag. (gasps) The first Oneida Country Fair allowed him to have an attraction. Basically, he created this legend and conned people out of their money to come and see it at the fair. It was a puppet, and his sons moved the limbs and hissed. Some scientists from the Smithsonian investigated it and made him share that it was a hoax. The hodag is a beloved creature in Wisconsin, and there is a yearly hodag festival. It's a high school mascot <laughs> and was included in the Fantastic Beasts book. I think that's this guy seems cool. I've heard of that. I know a couple hodags. Oh, that's hobag, Maria. Yeah, it's Maria. not. It's hodag. That's the hodag, not the ones I'm looking at. Ugh. Maria. Well, I just sent you guys the wrong link for sure. <laughs> 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 Allie just sent us a stimulus program link. <laughs> it's the scariest link of them all. To be fair, though, I wasn't looking at that stimulus program. It's at it's a it's a pop up at the bottom sure. of this. What is a hodag? <laughs> oh wow, the hodag's cool. Yeah, the hodag I know. I looks think like pickles. Yeah, oh, it does. It does look like pickles. With fangs. Let's get wow. into it. You're all the best. Thanks for keep getting me through quarantine, Anna. Thanks, Anna. So thanks, thanks. Anna. I like the I, I like, like the hodag. hodag. Yeah, I, I like, like a hodag. hodag. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamline my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Uh, Melissa, do you want to get the, the next one? Yes, this is from Abdullah. Hi, guys. Longtime listener, first-time emailer. We have a local urban legend here in Karachi, Pakistan, of a woman in white walking on the sidewalk at midnight or later. If you approach her while driving, she asks you for a ride, and if you oblige, she kills you. <gasps> the way to avoid that happening is looking at her feet before approaching her. Her feet are supposed to be backwards. So if you see that, step the oh hell out God. of that accelerator and get the hell out of there. This all supposedly takes place at Karsaz Road in Karachi. If you go to YouTube and search Karsaz Road Ghost or Karsaz Road Haunting, you'll get a few fun jump scare videos about it and also a few news clippings about this relatively popular phenomenon. Love your podcast and especially the daily mini episodes you've been putting out. Abdullah. A wow, woman that, with backwards feet. That's, could you imagine looking down, like see, starting ugh. with their head and thinking like normal, normal, and then looking down and both feet are completely turned around? That's terrifying. That's actually that could that could just be a horror movie in and of. There needs to be no plot except for that. That's so the whole movie. An hour and a half is them <laughs> tilting the camera just down, a slow pan, and the end <laughs> is just her backwards feet. That sounds like a high concept, like Italian or Spanish horror. <laughs> it does. It really I think that's does. like Suspiria. I think that's like what the movie Suspiria is. <laughs> Just backwards okay. feet. <laughs> so this is, this is from... She's trying to dance with two backwards feet. <laughs> yeah. Suspiria is a crazy movie. Um, this is from Nicole Pugh, new fan. 
Um, hi, I'm new to your show, but love the concept. I've listened to the episodes on serial killers, the Cecil Hotel, Rasputin, and the Sarah Lawrence cult today. Wow. Uh, you guys talk some about the abilities of Rasputin and Lawrence Ray to brainwash people. I think they and many other people, if you pay attention, are narcissists. Narcissists use the same techniques that they've honed over and over again to manipulate people. It can happen to anyone because the narcissist is able to sniff out the victim's vulnerability, insecurity, loneliness, family strife, and to present themselves in a way that is pleasing to the victim. Narcissists are the ultimate predators. It has less to do with intelligence and more about having good people around uh, you know who can spot trouble. I think someone we've seen a lot in the media lately may fit the bill obviously Trump look Mm -hmm. into narcissism. The boogeyman no longer hides in the dark. He might just, he might've just bought you coffee. Stay safe out there. Nicole, the boogeyman bought me coffee. That's good. That's a good horror movie. The boogeyman brought me, the boogeyman bought me coffee. If the boogeyman brought me coffee, I'd say, thank you, boogeyman. (laughs) Thank you, boogeyman. (laughs) That sounds like a goosebumps. A goose when the boogeyman bought me coffee. Yeah, I don't mind it. And I lived to tell the tale. And I lived and I lived to give the tip. All right, Maria. Uh, <laughs> Melissa, what's the next one? It's from Lauren. Uh, hi, Allie, Melissa, and Maria. I have a recommendation for a mini episode, Little People, and it's not what you think. The Crow tribe has a folklore cryptid in their mythology of a race of little people who live in the prior mountains They're sort of like dwarves in Lord of the Rings, very vicious and xenophobic. They're basically like Sasquatch, some believe and have claimed to seen them while others believe it's a myth. I have no opinion either way. I'm not a member of the Crow tribe, but live on the reservation. Wow. Okay. I also have a personal creepy story. I was running out in a very isolated area, i.e. all of Montana, and felt pretty safe. The only thing around was an abandoned cemetery. As I was running, a truck suddenly appears around a corner, which was the first vehicle I'd seen that day. I stopped and moved into the barrel pit, like usual, as the road is very narrow. Suddenly, the truck stops, and I vividly remember that I was listening to a podcast of the BTK killer. For what felt like forever, there was a standoff where neither of us moved. Then this white man gets out of his truck and starts to walk towards me really aggressively, shouting something I couldn't hear over my headphones. I reach into my waistband and flipped open my four-inch switchblade I take everywhere and raised it up silently. Yes, switchblade. Uh, I remember thinking... Do you have a switchblade, Melissa? I can imagine you having a switchblade. I have a mace. I have a thing of mace that I keep, but I... You know what I have on my keys? I have... It's a little cat face with, like, ears poking up. So it's like you hold it in your hand. It's like Oh, I get it. it. Yeah. Yeah. What do you have? Do you have anything, Maria? Um, I have pepper spray, which I which I was actually holding this morning because Piggles woke me up at five fifteen to go to the bathroom, and so I got my pepper spray with us, and then we went out. Nice. And uh, we, you know, we've we've got knives. <laughs> I've got some knives. Um, for what felt like forever, there was a standoff. Um, yeah, I pulled up my switchblade. I remember thinking that he could take me, but I could at least stab the shit out of him before I died, and hopefully he'd get caught going to the hospital. This truly felt weirdly slowed down, where I became hyper-aware of my surroundings and my thoughts. He seemed startled that I was standing my ground and hesitated at the sight of the knife, but as it's Montana, I knew he'd have one gun in the truck at minimum. Jeez. Finally, all this adrenaline seemed to burst out of me, and without thinking, I screamed... Let's do this already, motherfucker. (laughs) 
I didn't even. Oh my god! I didn't even feel like myself. I felt like this vicious bar brawler of a bastard. This absolutely terrifies the guy, and he jumps in his pickup and he speeds away. The second it was out of sight, this ballsy person inside of me seemed to burst out, and I was stuck to the grass in panic. The direction that the man drove was the way I needed to go to get back to town, so I didn't want to run home, and I knew there was no cell service, so I couldn't call for help. I was frozen with panic, and a man's voice clearly said in my ear, run. I looked up, and there was the abandoned cemetery right next to me, watching everything that happened. So I did what that voice said and ran the fastest I've ever ran through the fields and sagebrush and trees until I got back to town. It was terrifying, and I know in my heart that it would have gone much differently if that cemetery hadn't been there. Sorry, this is so long for all the typos because I'm not reading this again. Also, I definitely still run out there because <laughs> fuck that guy. Keep on podcasting, Laura. Damn. Oh my god, that's that's with a switchblade. Yeah, shit, that's crazy, man. Good for you. Yeah. Um. Okay. Here is another one. Murderer encounter by Amelia. Hey, gals. So longtime listener, first time emailer from Sydney, Australia. So if anything doesn't make sense in this email, it's because of that. And I am a few red wines deep. <laughs> I just listened to your podcast whilst chopping snack veggies eh, because I'm definitely put on COVID-19 kilograms. <laughs> When you played the voicemail of that poor woman's niece and remembered I had my own brush with a future murderer, so I had to email in. That's crazy. <gasps> oh, no. Um, Like most recent year 12 Australian graduates. There's already like two things I don't understand. <laughs> the kilograms. Kilograms. kilograms and the recent, re- recent year 12 Australian graduates. <laughs> My friends and I went on schoolies like spring break, but mostly that year's year 12 graduates, unless you were older and then you were a toolie. Schoolies and toolies. (laughs) We'd booked a room. (laughs) Melissa, you read it. (laughs) The schoolies and toolies versus Australia. I love learning other countries' jar- jargon. We do. I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing because I'm just laughing because you said some things might be different, and then like everything was different. I just, <laughs> I was expecting nothing to be different. And then, <laughs> so we uh, we booked a room in a hotel that had suites that were also used for permanent residents. Anyway, on about day five, my friends and I were pre-drinking on the balcony outside when the guys above us, also on schoolies. Started yelling down to us to come up. At first, we were like, no, we're heading out. But they were persistent and would yell down one of our friend's names and they heard us talking to. Anyways, these two older guys next door came out and were like, we had to come out and know what the yelling was about. So we started talking to them and they were pouring shots over the gate and we were a few drinks in. So we were like, fuck it. Why not? So while we're chatting away to these guys next door. The guys upstairs are still asking us to come up. So one of our next door friends was like, why don't you go up and we'll come up with you to protect you because we (sighs) don't know these guys. So at this point, we're fairly drunk and we were like, okay, let's go. Drinks are running out. Why not? So these two guys come up with us and we go in. Everything's cool. We're all drinking, playing beer pong. Do you know beer pong, Allie? I sure do. Darn (laughs) tootin'. You're darn tooly schooling, I do. So... Uh, And then one of the upstairs guys is like, nah, this older guy has got to go. And we're like, no, it's cool. Like, come on. And he's just like, no, I get bad vibes. And so it's their room. So I'm like, okay, I'll tell them that we're all heading out. Anyways, the older guy is like, no, I'll walk you there. I want to make sure you're safe. 
And one of the upstairs guys is like, no, it's fine. We're meeting up with more friends, so she'll be fine. He was still persistent and was like, I'm not leaving you until you come with me. So stupidly trying to diffuse any situation, I'm like, right, well, I'm not feeling well, so I'm going to go out anyway. So I'm going to go back downstairs with my friends. She goes upstairs. The guy's going to come too because I need to get my ID before I head out. So we go downstairs and he walks me to our door and goes, I want you to come to my house. And at this point, I'm very weirded out and I'm like, no, I'm going home. I don't feel well. But he's being very forceful. And the guy from upstairs that was with my friend was like, mate, fuck off. And he backed up and he went home. Whoa. Anyways, we went out that night. We were in the lift coming back up. Lift is elevator, Allie. (laughs) We're in the lift coming back up to our apartment. And he and another very drunk, like can't stand up drunk girl get in with me and my friend. And at this point, even though we were pretty drunk ourselves, are on high alert. She looked schoolies age. So I kind of go, oh, my God, it's so good to see you. Oh, that's a good, good trick. Yeah. She's confused. It comes back hugging. And I'm like, how do you know? And she goes, well, we just met tonight. At this point, she can't stand up, eyes shut. She can barely talk. So my friend is like, you have to come and see our suite. It's very, he's very defensive, tries to diffuse our conversation. Anyways, they're walking down the hall and we're next door to each other. So I go, come over for a quick drink. And she's like, sure. So my friend quickly steers her into our apartment and I shut the door on him. He's banging on the door and we're like, are you okay? And she had no idea where she was or what was going on. And we were like, well, why don't you chill here and we can call who you're staying with so they know you're okay. So she's fine. She sobers up and is like, I cannot remember a thing. Oh, my God. She got like roofie. So a year goes by and the news is lit up with the Australian Tinder murderer. No. The same guy killed a woman in the same apartment that was next to ours and that I nearly went into just so this guy would stop being so persistent, which is so fucking dumb. I was so lucky. I was with people who knew better. Anyways, I'm sorry. This was a long ass email. I'm not even sure if it makes sense, but thought I'd recount my creepy brush with a murderer, which to be honest, should have, I should have known earlier because he owned a sauna on his balcony. Red flag. Also, yeah. my mom made me go to one of the landmark courses as a teen, but that's a story for another long time. Oh my email. God, this poor girl has been through oh so God. much. Love you, Gail, so much. You're making quarantine so much more better for me. Uh, lots of love, Millie. Holy. That's like shit. That's Women, a cr- be crazy story. Being polite will get you killed. Yes. Like, seriously. I've never heard of the Australia. Oh, yeah, 2016. But that's so smart what they did for that other girl. Yeah, in the that's elevator. So like, oh, it's so good instead to of see like, you. instead of like upping the, like being like, wait, do you know this girl? Do you know right. that? You know, yeah. you just, wow, that's thinking on your feet. That's yeah, good. They're heroes. Yeah. They saved that girl's life. Yeah, man. you saved, you saved her life. You saved her life. Holy shit. Um, this next email is from Stephen uh, in regards to Jerusalem syndrome, which we talked about. In regards to Jerusalem's, Jerus- Jerusalem syndrome, there is also a similar Paris syndrome, which is suffered by Japanese tourists who are shocked upon arriving in Paris to find out it's not as beautiful as they imagined and how rude the locals are. Paris syndrome is also not rac- recognized as a condition by the DSM. That's okay. crazy. I have that then. Because when I <laughs> arrived in Paris, I was like, 
Yeah. Okay. I think that's just being disappointed. That doesn't seem like I don't. I don't know if how well, I feel it just, about these syndromes. I think Paris is bigger. Like it's just like more spread out. Where it's like when I think of Paris, I'm like walking down a street, and like everything's as it should be. But like everyone's holding like baguettes, and they're like. Je ne sais quoi. I didn't even go to the Eiffel Tower when I was in Paris. One, because we got our Airbnb had bed bugs in it. (gasps) No. And two, I was like, I don't understand the layout. And also like, sorry, but I'm not impressed. And that's not, but you know what? It's also, I think I I didn't have, if I had money, I think Paris would be the best. Yeah. Yeah. I think there should be Los Angeles syndrome. Like, yeah this is like not cool or pretty like hollywood boulevard is one of the grossest places i've seen in my life okay yeah hollywood boulevard is but la is so pretty to me that's because you're a local like i love la and i can't imagine living anywhere else but it's not <laughs> a cool it's ugly it's dirty like it's yeah. not- oh you're trying to get people not to come that's why you're saying it <laughs> no i swear to god la is ugly it's not pretty no it's very pretty what do you mean there are parts of it that are like the park like it's so pretty the what griffith parks? park griffith park griffith park Gr- griffith park is a beautiful park <laughs> the huntington about, like central Library. central park okay yeah like we have a, a, few a arc, sensual we have, like, park one nice central <laughs> central park <laughs> like like new york and like boston actually have like beautiful spacious parks like we don't have like you're we have like you two know what you're saying you're you've I got know exactly you know you've what got I'm you've saying. got los angeles syndrome right i agree I'm with a los LA. angeles truther that's what you I'm don't thinking. think la's pretty LA syndrome not no i think it's like no. it's dirty the, the the buildings are ugly it has no charm you aren't going to the oh my god you guys aren't going to the right places where should i go maria los feliz <laughs> I, no. I grew up in the Palisades. Then I lived in Malibu. I, I've lived in like the quote unquote beautiful places in LA. And I think it's Malibu is pretty. I've lived in I've lived in Mar Vista. I've lived in Westwood. I've lived in I've lived in West Hollywood. And I've lived in Los Feliz. I've lived everywhere in LA. And what's your problem? Everything. <laughs> what's wrong with it? What's ugly about it? I love Los Angeles. It is I I will I will die for Los Angeles. I Look think it's the this. coolest place on earth. Yeah, the hills. Yeah, that's not like gorgeous to me. That's not gorgeous to you. The hills, the Hollywood Hills. You guys are nuts. You guys are anti Angeles. Compared to other cities, I don't think yeah. it is. Comparatively, what city? like Rome got it, but like what? Or even Paris just, is like, bullshit compared to LA. I think Paris think about, is like, beautiful. Savannah, Georgia, with like the weeping willows and like Savannah, the old- Georgia, is built on tears and suffering. I agree LA- with you. <laughs> LA is built on dreams, hopes, and dreams, and yes, also tears and suffering, but <laughs> different kinds of tears. And a suffering. different kind. Look at San Francisco. Look how nice that I've is. I've never even been to San Francisco, so I can't even weigh in. They have really steep streets that I'm not a fan of. <laughs> You guys are nuts. If if LA's so if LA's so gross, then why don't you get out of here? Why don't you go move to, you know, where where Maria? Where should we move to? I don't know. I'll go to Albuquerque or something. Utah and Arizona, like the 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 scenery there, I think is really beautiful. Oh yeah, like Zion all the mountains. That's nice. Um, You're talking about national parks. <laughs> Yosemite's really nice. 
I think anywhere with like a really lush forest is really beautiful. Yeah. Like an upstate, like we're talking about a city, Maria. I'm just saying. Well, I'm just saying people people who aggrandize what Los Angeles looks like, like it's not like the Malibu beaches are like dirty and smell bad. You're like you're not. Your, no, they aren't. <laughs> Santa Monica is. Santa Monica is. Maybe you have to drive up to Zuma. Maybe you have to drive up to Zuma. Zuma Beach is overrated. There should also be LA. How this started was that I think there should also be LA syndrome. Yeah. Well, if I, if there's LA syndrome, then commit, then consider me immune. Consider me, <laughs> consider me immune. Because You've got you know the what? antibodies. That's right. And I'd like to pass those antibodies on to you guys, but it seems like you're rejecting your anti-vaxxers is what you are. Uh, wait, how, how you don't want get into us being anti-vaxxers? You guys are anti-vaxxers because you don't want my LA syndrome immunity antibodies. <laughs> and I think that's pretty crazy. Well, every day I realize more and more why iTunes won't feature us, but I kind of like it. Like I want to, I like that we're leading into it. <laughs> um okay what else do we have from anna do you want to do this one or who's you know we've been doing this for like two hours right this mailbag <laughs> right. episode is like two hours we're at I know, 52 minutes <laughs> should we stop the mailbag episode <laughs> yeah let's let's save the last few emails and voicemails for next time yeah well this is this is this is gone this too far too long. This too long. <laughs> That is a testament to you guys really just like are in constant contact with us. And we it's really, great. really appreciate it. We love, we it. love our listeners so, so much. You guys are like family to us. And our podcast is your podcast. <laughs> so any any new listeners, like get your friends to listen and just know this is a community effort. You, your friends, us, web crawlers, web crawlers is a is a feeling. Um <laughs> And you're just you're just as involved as we are. Does anyone else have anything to say on that note? <laughs> Hold on, I'm, t- I'm sending you a picture of, oh, the, no. of the of the um, of L.A. the Tinder. No, the the Tinder killer, the Australian Tinder hot? killer. Wait, he looks exactly what the psychic drew as my soulmate. No, no, he does not have a little goatee. It was a good one. He shaved. He does not. If he didn't shave a goatee, this would be your soulmate. He looks exactly <laughs> like what this is. <laughs> oh, boy. Whoa, wait a minute. Maybe this is your guy. Okay, he is the most evil eyes I've ever seen. Gable yeah. Tasty. Ew. Ew. Gross. That's a really scary picture. His he doesn't teeth look as are much like, like too white. Wait a minute. It says he's not guilty. Wait. What? What? No. Gable Tosti not guilty in Australia Tinder death. Uh, oh, a girl fell from a balcony, 14-story apartment. Girls don't just fall from balconies, sweetheart. Yeah, especially this guy who That's was like Gravity 101, well, babe. Well, you never you've never seen um never seen <gasps> rejoins them. Tinder after being acquitted of murdering his date. This was October 2019. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is it Gable Tosti yes. again? Okay, so he was not guilty in 2016. Another girl dies in no, no, 2019 no. and he's he just as of 2019 it says he rejoined Tinder in 2019. Okay, Tinder needs to do background checks. And this guy's clearly a creep because of that email like taking advantage of that girl in the elevator. He's wearing a, a- Make Australia Great Again hat. 
listen to this. During the trial, a key piece of evidence was a 199-minute audio recording of her pleading to be allowed to leave the apartment. What? The recording was found on Mr. Toasty. I want to call him Mr. Toasty, though. Mr. Toasty. On Mr. Toasty's phone after he made a decision to secretly record their altercation before Miss Wright's fall. Prosecutor said the recording proved his guilt while his defense lawyer said it showed he was innocent. So what he can be heard saying while he's physically assaulting her after throwing or after she threw ornamental rocks at him. You're lucky I haven't chucked you off my balcony. <gasps> Mr. Toasty says on the recording made on his phone. If you try to pull anything, I'll knock you out. And he's not guilty. What the f- Fuck. We need to do a whole episode on this guy. This is insane. This, this is, is really crazy. crazy. And that's from BBC.com. That's. Yeah, I've never heard of How, this guy who until now. found him not guilty? If he's still on Tinder, like we need to contact Tinder. I know someone who, 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 one of like the, the CEOs of Tinder, like I Australian to- Tinder though. No, just normal Tinder. But I mean, I'm sure it's like Tinder started here and then moved to Australia. Like, well, you know, this Tinder in Australia is all backwards. Wait, you have to swipe. Yeah, you have to swipe left if you like. Somebody. As of twenty January 2020, the Gold Coast man Gabe Tassi has reportedly been <laughs> caught in a Tinder date dispute after a woman became uncomfortable while he was at her home. That she called the police and had to remove him from her home at about 4.15 a.m. on New Year's Eve this year. What? Oh, my God. The woman said that he was making her feel uncomfortable and he wouldn't leave. You guys, look at his pants in the picture I'm sending you right now. I mean, if there's any evidence, if I was on the jury and I saw evidence of him, of someone wearing pants like that, I'd say guilty, guilty. He now goes by Eric Thomas. He, he changed, changed his name. His name? Yes. To Eric Thomas? How yes. stupid. Maria, that picture didn't work. I can't. It didn't? Is it a prank? Is it a prank? No, it's not a prank. It didn't work. It's just a blank. It's like a blank thing. Okay, well, this is an hour and a half episode, <laughs> so we should probably wrap it up. <laughs> Anyways, um, if Melissa, if people want to email us or whatever so they can be part of one of our future mailbag episodes, where can they contact us? You can email us at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com and you can send us messages on Twitter and Instagram or wow. find us on Facebook and Do Reddit. Do you see the pants? Do you yeah, see those the pants? are ill-fitting pants. Oh. They're the worst. Yeah, those are he needs a tailor in addition to some other thing. All right. Well, that's our mailbag episode. Uh, next episode, we'll still have more voicemails and emails because we, we only got through about half, which mm-hmm. really is a testament to how uh, much we love to communicate with you guys. Anyways, I am Allie Siegel. I'm Melissa Stettin. And I'm producer Maria. Bye-bye. Bye. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. 
Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.